Before we start, Tom, would you mind flipping the switch right behind you? Oh, that's cool. Now we are letting everyone know. We're officially on air. Nice. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally, with global perspective, and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains in transit, adventures in life hacks, and today, we giving have- with your cranks... Or crankily giving, how how do we want to say this? We what? have Tom McTie. You could yeah. say cranks giving. Oh yes, cranks giving. We have Tom McTie in the studio. Be free with, with your cranks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us here tonight, Tom. Great to be here representing cranks giving, um, which for our listeners at home is cranks giving is next Saturday, November eighteenth at. 1 p.m. at Velocult. Is that kind of what you're running to know? <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's what. It, that's what. But what is it? Where and when? But what? What is it? It's what is a, this? Yeah, so it's like a treasure hunt food drive on bicycles. Um, so you get a list of stores and a list of things to buy, and then you go out and you have to get to all the stores and you have to buy all the things, <laughs> and uh, then you come back to Velocult and. Prizes are awarded for best costume and who came back first and who spent the most money and other things. And then all the stuff is donated to Outside In, who's been serving Portland homeless for over 40 years. Nice. And we will talk more on that in a little bit. But first, Guthrie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> it was a... Uh good week in portland town some might even say the best week of the year uh because of a very fun event best week of the year best week of the year well well you didn't hear it from me uh but i did happen to to attend somebody's very excellent birthday party (laughs) ride (laughs) it was all right did it last a week (laughs) Um, it could be the best day of the year could be the best year of the year Maybe not. <laughs> I kind of made it last a week. Not the ride itself, but I, I just feel like all the all last. the anticipation, the nice build up. Oh yeah, to such a to such a ride. I I did like manically tweet an Instagram about it, like the like two or three days beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so for yeah. those for those in the studio who um, were listening to our last episode with Alex. We had a surprise uh, showing up of people. Yes, I I haven't posted that audio oh, okay. yet. <laughs> so uh, yes. a, f- a few folks were kind enough to um, come in and surprise Aaron at the studio, and uh, so I feel like it almost did last a week in in a sense. Because oh, I made it last a week, oh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> even after after that, um, and after the the official celebration, indeed. Um, um, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, like what yeah. happened here? Because I well, I wasn't in on this. To me, oh well, it was a total that, surprise. Let's see, and I, on um, what was it on Saturday or so? I got a uh, very mysterious direct message from Anna on Twitter <laughs> that said, "Hey, I don't have your phone number, but I should let you know that we were planning on surprising Aaron at the Sprocket Podcast Studio during the taping." And so um, that that was that was it. And I said, "That's fantastic." And um, when we were recording, I made sure to keep an eye on the time. And 
Alex um, was one of our shorter recordings because she had a dinner to go to, and we're very glad to have yeah. her in the studio. I also didn't realize she she came in from Salem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's not she's a local trooper. to Portland. So, um, yeah, thank you again, Alex, for just taking the time out of your day and, and coming all the way up. And oh, yeah. Hanging out with us. Absolutely. Um, and so, so with that... Um, yeah, I, I, I had to talk and keep Aaron going in the studio because it was actually so short that we almost left before the surprise party could happen. I feel yeah, like. you know, I noticed we didn't quite dive right back into the show after mm-hmm. Alex left. It's true. It's hard to, It's well, so we had, we'd recorded the interview portion first. And so if anything felt a bit off pacing wise, it's because we did um, the third thing first and the first thing third. So um, that would be why there's a bit of flow potentially up in that episode. Um but yeah, with that, um, we just trying to keep you all on your toes. Had some listeners. cake, had some ice cream here at the Sprocket Podcast Studio, and uh, Brock very, uh, I'd say, very craftily ate ice cream out of his bare hand. <laughs> so, so if you've never had um, nice. chocolate chip ice cream, it is apparently much better if you're eating it with your hands. Yes, you heard Appar- it here. Apparently first. so. I, I would join him in on we it. We had plates. <laughs> we didn't have bowls. and But we did have you know, the warmth of our companionship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Brock was just like, go ahead, put it in my hands. And no one wanted to do it uh, at first. And so, but, but Brock led the way. Yeah. Eventually, eventually someone called his bluff. And he, he was a trooper. He <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'd, yeah. I'd say I, I would eat mint chocolate chip ice cream in pretty much any form that yeah. it arrives in. So yeah, I'm I'm down for. Is that like your favorite ice cream? It is. Flavor? Not, really? Not only is it my favorite, but that but the Briars that was brought in is of the brand oh, of mint chocolate really? chip. My yeah. most favorite. Yes, it was literally so, my most favorite ice cream in the world. So there's a reason why wow. mint chocolate chip was was brought, and that's because it's also well, it's my second favorite. Oh, really? My okay. first favorite is is the peppermint, which you only get seasonally, right? And I didn't want to uh, ask that night because I was like, oh shit, if Aaron hates mint chocolate chip, I can't like all of a sudden just say it's my favorite. Cause <laughs> yeah. Then it will get really weird, uh, and we'll have like an ice cream standoff, right? <laughs> I, I did figure it was probably one that you enjoyed; otherwise, yes, it would not have yes, been brought. Right. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite ice cream, mm, Tom? Ice cream. Um, gosh. There's some good stuff at 50 Licks on Burnside. Yeah. yeah I had some kind of what was lemon, something, saffron mm-hmm. thing. That was really good. Last, That's the last good thing I've had. Nice. Did you try some of the other flavors when you were there? Yeah, I'm usually like, someone was like, oh, they have a really good sorbet. And I was like, nobody likes sorbet. <laughs> but their sorbet was really good. What flavor was it? It was, uh, I don't remember. They've got some, I think some, what is it, lemon sorbet? They do, maybe they do is, like yeah, six different kinds of sorbets, though. Um, what, what exactly separates sorbet from the rest of the pack? Why does nobody like it? Sorbet is I just, can't say I like, like it Like, if you're either, like, let's go get ice cream, like, maybe in your head you're imagining rich, creamy ice cream, mm-hmm. you know? Uh-huh. But then, you know, sometimes if you're vegan, you arrive, and then they you get just, they're like, hey, we have sorbet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't watch, like, you know, and some of the sorbet is, is not so good, but, like, yeah. this sorbet is pretty damn good yeah oh definitely if if um also i think the nice thing about uh being vegan and eating or going to 50 licks for ice cream is usually that one place in in their lackluster attempt at selling you sorbet also will happen to mention that we have 
only one sorbet. So oh, yeah. you, you better like it or you're probably not eating right, ice cream. But right. Pipilix, uh has really branched out. And I think they have, yeah, like six or so types. Oh, wow. So it makes it makes it not only enjoyable to eat as an ice cream, uh, but you get some choices, which yeah. is good too. Right on. There yeah. was a food cart on 50th and Division at one point, um, back when there were food carts on 50th and Division. Uh, now there's you mean like two months ago? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they were long gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was there was a food cart there that offered coconut um, uh, right. ice cream, and you know, as a as a vegan alternative, right, right. and I would tend to opt for that over the regular ice cream because it was yeah. always it was always like a better flavor than yeah. Like, when it's cream. well done, it's like it's a contender. It's a oh it's, yeah, it's a serious. It's like a blueberry oatmeal thing that they were doing. Mm. That was really good. <laughs> right now. Do you find yourselves drawn to sorbet more like weather dependent? Because like when it's super mm. hot, I'll actually forgo ice cream for yep. sorbet like yep. often. That was okay. that was the mm. couple of times that I've had sorbet was it was yeah. just one of those really well that yeah. it's really a good, super cool hot you down day of the year where uh, the North Portland. Sunday bikeways, hmm. you know, where they closed down the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that up in North Portland, and it was, like, one of the record-breaking days mm. uh, this summer. That's when Sorbet comes into its own, yeah, like, yeah. Nine, Did 50 Lex have their cart up at the North Portland Sunday um, bikeways? They may have. I I didn't get there till pretty late. Okay. The only place... You know, I just kept riding. I, this is a problem of mine. When I get to the Sunday parkways <laughs> is I just keep riding. Mm. Um. And like you know, be like, oh, there's a pizza place. I'll keep that in mind when I when I come back, mm. and you know, ride and then forget about it in my ride and come back around and like, oh wait, wasn't there something I was, uh, <laughs> you know? And eventually you get done and everyone's cleaning up. And I, there was in this case it was uh, Ben and Jerry's. Ah, uh, um, gotcha. That was like the last thing open. Mm-hmm. Right. But it wasn't the lemon ben and Jerry's. sorbet. Lemon the, sorbet. Yes, is nice, what I nice. had. Did you go to any um, Sunday Parkways this summer? Um, Sunday Parkways, no. I was uh, around June sixth. I broke my collarbone and about seven ribs. Oh, oh yeah. no! Yeah, so yeah. I'm back and I'm feeling good. But it was like I went on like two pedal palooza rides and then I was out of commission. I was like, I'm going to go on a ride every day this year, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Was it? I, I hesitate to ask. Was it? through a pedal palooza ride that the collarbone no, yeah, was no, broken? Yeah, no, I was coming home afterward. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Too much I, kombucha that n- night? No, I was, yeah, <laughs> just stone cold sober, beautiful summer night, and uh, there was just like a, a hole in the in the road, oh, and I was coming down oh, a hill yeah. in the dark, yeah. and luckily some people were... You know, having be- like beers on their porch, and they, hmm. you know, they saw called you. the ambulance oh, or whatever, and good. it all worked out. Yeah, but, yeah, it was pretty. I was laid pretty low. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Do you do you mind talking about that right now? No, I'm no? good. Okay, yeah. so ask so, away. I don't know. It it is for me one of the bigger fears I have is um, not being able to bike for whatever reason, but especially if like. For yeah. medically, like if I break something that is going to keep me from biking for a prolonged period of time, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's it's a huge fear of mine, and I I've often wondered like what it's like uh, being on the receiving end. Like, is yeah. there like some adjustments, not just the the mechanical or or the mm-hmm. um, the logistical adjustments you make to your life, but like you know, kind of living with that. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I was kind of surprised at how wiped out i you know i, I was I, 
had a hard time getting into bed, getting out of bed. You know, mm-hmm. I was pretty pretty much flattened for a while to the point where like, you know, five days went by and it was like, now I can take a shower. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, and I was man. like, oh my God, this is good. This is a really good shower. <laughs> you know, or like walking around the neighborhood after being inside for a week. It's like, oh my God, you know, bees, flowers, wonderful, you mm-hmm. know. You but, felt uh, cooped up. Yeah, 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 totally cooped up. And um, I got bored with my neighborhood. I jumped on the bus after a couple of weeks and went downtown, and it was like happened to be rush hour, and I was kind of like hobbling around downtown with my sling, and I was <laughs> like, oh, shit, I should really go home, because if I fall down again, that would be real. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel Definitely. really stupid, you know. So, uh, so someone for, bumps into you the wrong right, way. Right, right, right. <laughs> there were like one time an old an old gentleman who was, must have been in late 80s, you know, he came up behind me and he was like, "Hey, want a box?" And I was like, "Ah, you know, like, like he's not offering you a cardboard box. No, no, he's yeah. asking if you want. He wanted to, like... to know if I had to go a few rounds with him, <laughs> oh, really? like as a joke, right, right. But right. I quickly realized that he could probably, you know, he probably had me, you know. Yeah. Huh. So I was glad that he he is a friendly <laughs> fellow. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what else did you do to uh, to sort of entertain or or to recalibrate your time? Yeah, I don't know. I read a bunch, and uh, yeah, I had a bunch of friends came over and uh, brought me food and stuff like that, so it was kind of another huge lesson in, like, you know, how lovely that is to have friends and, you know, community and so Mm -hmm. on and so on. Um, So there was a lot of, like, gratitude and and, uh, silver linings, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that you cycle differently now that you're... Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to crest a hill without thinking about... Uh, you know, three months off, you know what I mean? And missing yeah. all of Petapalooza uh, and everything like that. Yeah, I think, speaking of a bad time of year to miss a lot of rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm even more cautious. Like, I I thought I was a really cautious person, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, even more so now. Do you find uh, you break a little bit more as you as you are going down a hill right, than yeah. you normally would? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, this week has been pretty bad too. There's been, I mean, just the just the way it went from not slippery to you know slippery oh, yeah. very very uh, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, many many folks riding around Portland, and I'm sure most of you know the U.S. and other at this point have been um, discovering leaves in the bike lane. Yes, you, you know that's you know just it's where bad. they end up for sure. You know you know it's bad when Bike Portland starts publishing articles about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but those things are slippery. We've. Uh, I've we've had a couple of folks at the shop go down, and I almost oh, went no. down the other day. But my my big leaf wreck was last year, so I'm I try oh, to give myself like three years between wrecking because right then you kind of get a chance to like stop thinking about it, and then it yeah. it jumps right back up mm-hmm. out of the peripheral. At a moment the other day, going over the streetcar tracks. Oh my god! Yep. There yep. you go. Um, so I'm I'm. I've had everyone. Everyone has their their streetcar fall story, oh, and yeah. I've had mine actually twice. Nice, but <laughs> uh, two for club. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm in good company then. Um, but I've I've learned to like master crossing over pretty well, to the point where I find myself getting overconfident yeah, from time to time. That's the See, real that's, danger. Yeah. 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 Um, You're back in the zone. You're back in the danger zone. Right, right. right. But, but I'm aware. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was a little too cavalier. I won't do that again. <laughs> um, but I was coming down, and I didn't even think I was crossing at a bad angle. Mm-hmm. But I guess my tires are just skinny enough 
that at whatever angle I was I was on, mm-hmm. my front tire slid, and it was wet. It was yeah, wet too. Yeah. And my front tire slid just enough. It has to be it wet. Made you know that that little like like sneaker on on the basketball court yeah. sound, mm-hmm. and uh, I stayed upright. I had to steer out of it pretty quickly, uh, but it, it was enough to yeah. kind of wake me up and be like, okay. We're crossing at perpendicular yeah. angles from here yep. on out. It's yeah. the oh, devil. Yeah. Those tracks that are like they have a little gravity and they just, <laughs> they yep. just they're trying to suck. Yeah, you there's in like there. miniature black holes. In there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you been taken down in Portland, Tom? No, I think I did one of those things where like both of my feet came up off the pedals. You know, mm-hmm. I was like woo, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't. I haven't fallen because of it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, last time that I took a spill was pretty interesting i guess in the so the first time like you don't know better right and yeah. then the second time it happens you're like shit i totally know better right i should have um, i should have <laughs> but but this was a little bit of extenuating circumstance um as riding on mlk is always uh but on mine the back tire perfectly caught so that it slid along the track and so oh, by wow. the t- what what didn't what what threw me over was not the track but when my contact regained on the pavement and as i was riding I was facing forward and my back actually slid in front of my front tire. So I was kind of like looking at myself sideways. Yeah. And then it, it just slipped off and hit the pavement and just oh, barrel man. rolled me Whoa. right over the oh, bike. Wow. Oh. It was pretty cool, uh, especially if you were watching it from an F-350 dangerously passing a cyclist during rush hour <laughs> as oh, they try to I negotiate see. a bike track. I see. Or, 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 or a rail track, yeah, as wow. I should say. Um, so yes, extenuating circumstance, but still, yeah. Yeah. Something you, your mom doesn't ever want to see. Oh, I know, right? Every <laughs> time my mom comes to town, it's so funny. She'll um get in and then basically if we have to go anywhere, I'm I'm driving because uh-huh. like she just doesn't like driving in Portland, which I completely understand. I don't like driving in Portland. I don't like driving. <laughs> I do it for period. a living. <laughs> oh, no, I know, right? <laughs> but she's just like, "Oh, you're you're like looking out for all these things." And I'm like, "Yeah, you, you yeah, totally have, have to." to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's kind of funny like that that gap between like your kid working in the bike industry and then, um, you know, your perspective of like cyclists and cycling in Portland and kind of like bridging that, I guess, I guess you, I would call it an understanding or like a, uh-huh. a, a divide between the two. Um, but in like a, a nice familial way, I guess I'd say. Uh, I know. Uh, a couple last things before we get into Cranksgiving here. And that is, mm. so 40th birthday actually happened on Wednesday how do you Wednesday. feel? I, I don't know. I it's it you boggles my mind. You it look, boggles my mind. We should describe I, I this Aaron right now because people can't see you. So like, he do does I have look, a few more gray hairs. He does look wiser. Yeah, he's got this like radiating radiating aura around him. I see. Kind of a wise youthfulness. Yeah. N- do not I, looking forty. Do I no longer look uh, punk rock anymore? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> can you age out of punk rock? I guess you can. I mean, I know you used and, depending on who you ask. Yeah, right? I know you you could <laughs> in the eighties, but I don't know if you can age out of punk rock now. Yeah, like who? What? There's a lot of <laughs> like who's the oldest punk rock punk like rocker that 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 you know? I know like Pennywise is still kicking around. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of those like. Like uh, early '90s punk rock bands mm-hmm. are still kicking. Rancid's still kicking around. Okay, uh, I find that pretty pretty interesting. You know, Tim Armstrong of Rancid has gone completely bald. 
you know, no longer mm-hmm. has the giant mohawk he used to, but he's still out there playing. He's still out there kicking ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, this isn't quite punk rock, but uh, Super Chunk, uh, kind of a power <laughs> pop, pop band from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, they're still out there kicking around. Uh, and gosh, I can't remember when their their last concert was. Uh, I, I listened to a concert on NPR and uh, on one of their, you know, live yeah. uh, podcasts. NPR. That's yeah. pretty punk rock, isn't it? <laughs> NPR. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe that loses. But as punk rock as but, a Volvo, you know, they're they're talking yeah. about how like you know you used to used to say like you know a forty year old rocker up on stage was like one of the saddest things ever. In uh, rock and, roll. and like now they're saying, you know, he's saying like you know this guy's up there, he's like forty five years old, and he's still like still got it. command of the stage, yeah. still running around, jumping yeah. off of stuff. And, I don't know. So that that said, I don't think he can age out of out of punk rock. I don't know if I have aged into it even (laughs) (laughs) in all all honesty. But anyways, so that my birthday, I turned 40 on Wednesday. I was actually 40. And for the first time I decided to embrace celebrating my birthday. And, and we, uh, we started the ride on top of Mount Tabor at five 30. And I forgot that at five 30 nowadays in November, it's pitch black. Yeah, <laughs> the sun. Wait, is, you didn't. The sun is. I thought it was planned that way. No, it, it totally wasn't. <laughs> I, whatever, whatever. I think of a ride. It was pretty punk I, rock, though. <laughs> I guess so. It kind of was. Let's blindfold that. each other and ride right. down Mount Tabor yeah. <laughs> in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why in my head when I thought of it, it was going to be like a sunny day, and day. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it. Because you laughed at me when I asked if it started at noon. I, right. I remember this. Right, right. And I was like, no. <laughs> what kind of party would start at noon? What kind of party would start when it's light outside? <laughs> I thought, see, I thought it was all part of the plan. No, I was mostly wanting, you know, to, to have time for people to, you know, get off work and mm. what, whatnot. Which um, also makes very good sense. Yeah, it was a weekday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, so anyways, forgot that it was it was pitch black, and we got to the top of Tabor, and uh, there was a few of us, Eric Iverson, mm-hmm. Brock, my friend Steven, and we're standing up there, and it's cold. It was really cold up there. Like, you know, there's nothing it's a mountain. but wind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we're like, okay, well, let's go down to where the picnic area is, and we'll wait for everyone there. And uh, I realized that may have been a misstep on my part. Like going down uh, to the picnic area? Yeah. But you don't think we missed anybody? I don't. I hope not. Because there was, I didn't there see was barely anybody there. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't anyone there. Uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> it did make it hard for Anna to find us. Mm. And the original plan was she was going to meet us. Uh, she b- borrowed a, a dues cargo bike from from her work. And uh, she was going to meet us. We were going to have cake and hot drinks mm-hmm. that she had like already in the dues. Wow. Um, but... She couldn't find us. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, and so we ended up kind of meeting her. At one point, I'm on the phone with her, and I, I go, describe, what did I say? Describe your surroundings. She's like, it's dark. I'm on a mountain. She's not wrong. It's <laughs> like, like, good point. Touche. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so then from there, we rode down to Los Gorditos and the Beer Mongers on Southeast Division and 12th. That we did. 
and we took division the whole way. Another kind of planning misstep, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, I got into it. I was good, I was, I good, was initially apprehensive, and you know what? I was like, I, normally I wouldn't do this, but also fuck it. It's Aaron's birthday, and he's the <laughs> king of divisions. So. Also, and like, this is the one day a year. Everybody else can go fast another time on division. There you go. And I, I and you were going downhill, not oh, yeah. uphill. And yeah, you were yeah, going yeah. downhill, yeah, yeah. so it's so much easier. And, I mean and also sort of against the the direction that most of the traffic is going. Most yeah. everyone's going to mm-hmm. be going east. Mm-hmm. We were going mm-hmm. west. Um, you know, normally on a, on a on any given weekend, I probably wouldn't have mind doing it by myself going mm-hmm. downhill. Um, and then I realized, like, oh wait, not all of us are as dumb as I am. <laughs> <laughs> you mean fearless. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. Tomato, tomato, maybe. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> I just made it mount. at the first honking. I, I began to like second guess myself. Yeah. But Anna was rocking it though. Yeah. 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 She, Brock, she Brock, volunteered like, to stay yep, behind yep. and be the back because it was the cargo bike. She was the deuce caboose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. That was what caboose. she called herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, made it to the beer mongers where a few others joined us and there was always a seat. There is a seat for you at the beer mongers. Even if you are celebrating your 40th birthday with other people, especially, especially if you're celebrating. Yeah. I think, I think by the end there too, we had some people who weren't even originally planning on celebrating with us that were celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, owner of the beer mongers came up, came by and gave me a, gave me a birthday side hug <laughs> like I like I <laughs> I would like you know <laughs> <laughs> new friends mm-hmm. yeah it was cool it was yeah there's a good amount of people there speaking of the beer mongers uh we just happened to be drinking some wonderful beverages this evening yes care to care to share I'll start I've, I've got a uh, capitulation dry hop Belgian style triple ale uh from Monkless Brewing Company in Bend, Oregon. Mm. I myself have the Wild Blueberry Lionheart Kombucha, um, which did not explode. Yay! <laughs> this time. I like that stuff because the dry is uh, means like less sugar. It has Way less sugar. Yeah, yeah. That has a good flavor. I kind of dig that. I'm having a, a Kavita Master Brew Kombucha, the ginger variety. Not that for the longest time was my favorite brand. Oh yeah, yeah. Kavita. All yeah. right. Is Lionheart like your favorite favorite, or do you do you bounce around? Um, Lionheart's up there. Any of the dry kombuchas now. Okay. It seems like that's the direction okay, that a lot of you. them are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found I'm I'm steering a lot further away from the sweet. Yeah, than I, yeah. I was. Have you been to the Soma? Self-service oh, kombucha no. bar in St. John's. I've been wanting mm-hmm. to yeah. go. We're gonna. There's gonna be a puddle cycle ride in December. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go up there and eat at a homegrown smoker and uh, go to the self-service kombucha bar, where it's just you and your conscience and like a like a iPad kind of bolted to the wall hmm. where you can swipe and oh nice. You can sample all the different kinds and it's pretty cool. That is such an interesting concept. Yeah. 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 Highly recommended. Yeah, what you've a, been there, right? I haven't been there. Oh, I was okay. just was, wondering to myself because someone the, that had described this to me once before. Yeah, too. yeah. I feel like I did read an article about it, but I I read a lot of stuff and it all kind of <laughs> just like blends <laughs> together in my head. There's this one thing, this one place over right. in this one direction. Right. Um, do you guys know who 
Velocult serves. Speaking of Thanksgiving, Soma. it's Soma. Yeah. Then uh, Soma. I'm pretty sure it's okay. Yeah, I'm like ninety percent certain ah, it's Soma. Cool. Well, well, then I'm I'm happy to declare that Soma is also my favorite kombucha brand. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Like every single time I go to Velocult, I get one of the kombuchas. I, I call it a high gravity kombucha. Okay. Because <laughs> it seems. Anyways, to me, maybe it's just the environment. I feel a little bit more affected hmm. by yeah. the kombucha. I actually there. emailed them and, at one oh, point. Really? I was like, hey, I don't drink, and I'm just curious, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you know, it's pretty much not. Hmm. There's, you know, you know, I, I was there in one of those high temperature days, you mm-hmm. know, 100 degrees, and they're like, something might have happened, but most likely it's yeah. just, you know, yeah. You drank it too fast. You you maybe you perhaps <laughs> lucked out and had a uh, gut bacteria that so- started self propagating this kombucha ah, factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Cranksgiving, yeah, uh, tell us a little bit. In addition to what we'd covered, uh, what what or else you can is... repeat that again? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. If you're just joining us, uh, maybe you just got off a plane and now you're tuning in uh, <laughs> and you're like of a podcast you're like minute, minute 23 that's my minute right there <laughs> right now so uh okay so craigsgiving is this saturday um uh, november 18th at velo cult in portland oregon um get there at one o'clock um there's like a chocolate bar giveaway right at one o'clock and um get yourself signed in and basically it's a uh, treasure hunt um, food drive on bicycles. So you get a list of stores and a list of things to buy and you go do that and come back and then we donate all the stuff to Outside In. Mm-hmm. How did that get started? So that started in New York City and if you go to cranksgiving.org I believe you can get all the the news there and the history. Um, and good folks in New York City had this great idea and everyone loved it and then it's kind of started spreading and I think uh, last year maybe there were 60 other cities and oh wow yeah and nice. they were featured on the Today Show and stuff like okay. that it's like you know we got some press how good and, yeah, are, yeah. are you the the original Portland arm of Cranksgiving um I'm yeah I know that, that some people put it together a few years before I did this is our fifth year of um of doing it and uh so they they did it once i think one time before that i know about and you know how history is it's not if those if other people had done it and moved out of town or like yeah. aren't my friends then i don't know about it but uh <laughs> that's what i know about yeah <laughs> and what what got you involved in the process so um i was into you know came to town and i started you know getting into pedal palooza i heard about shift and stuff like that and i was like from minnesota i was like why why do we shut down during the winter Mm. you know it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city all year round (laughs) we should uh have these bike rides like all year round so i started this thing called puddle cycle there's puddlecycle.com is a website where we list all the rides so we do um basically a ride every weekend all winter from halloween to march 1st roughly okay yeah it's like the winter version of yeah. Pedal Palooza, so yeah, spread out over four months, right? With only just like me and Tom Howe or the you know <laughs> the people kind of so join us, you know, and, and lots of people. There are other rides during the winter, but um, yeah. And so somebody had heard about this, and they were just like, "Hey, winter bike person, you should uh, do this too." And so I was like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know. Mm-hmm. So for and, oh yeah, after you, Aaron. 
And has it always been partnered with Outside In? Was that? Yeah, okay. just kind of from day one. I think that we just picked that one up and stuck with it. Seemed right. Like, yeah, they're good people. Have you seen, or, or if somebody was looking to um, get a Cranksgiving started in their community, what would be some good steps to look for? Oh, yeah. So the person in New yeah, if you find my address first, or you go to um, Cranksgiving.org and speak directly to the New York City guy, he's super helpful, um, really encouraging. And uh, you can get a, an idea of what's going on. And I think last year was the year they started kind of a forum for organizers to, mm-hmm. like, how do you guys do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know. So it varies a lot between organizations. Yeah, it's really up to, like, the spirit of the thing is to, you know, do good. And mm-hmm. uh, and so basically as long as you're doing that, like, there aren't any kind of, like, set rules or, you know, anything. Mm-hmm initiation rights or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of set rules, what are the kind of the basic rules for Cranksgiving Portland? Like, I mean, I can't just show up with my group of, of friends oh, and, yeah, and yeah. like so, just, you know, credit card the whole shopping <laughs> list at one place. Right, 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 right. So yeah, you get the list of stores and the list of stuff. And so you have to visit each store and uh, buy the list of things. Um, and you have to decide like, know which store is going to have which item and kind uh-huh. of be strategic mm-hmm. about it and then take a photo of your team you know at each location so we can prove that you were there and mm-hmm. stuff like that um two to five on a team two can it be friends or, or did it does everybody get sort of split into a no, separate no. group? yeah definitely um people show up uh like solo and mm-hmm. um we make them stand in a corner and then oh. no <laughs> <laughs> no well, i'm be, definitely going if to you, and then now. someone you pick two people out of that and then you go like okay now now pick i will humiliate you no, <laughs> not at all if you come by yourself we totally encourage you to do that and we'll find you a team you know yeah. but some way and uh so yeah, usually, but for the most part, people come like with a team already. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And some people have a lot of friends, and they come with seven people, and we make them split into two teams. Nice. And, but you can mm-hmm. always just bike together, you know. And, mm-hmm. and and if you don't want to do all of it, you know, like um, sometimes uh, we've been getting more families, which is really super fun That's to see. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, sometimes they don't want to bike like all the hit all the stops. Right. So you can go to one store. You can go to you know as many as you mm-hmm. want and still have a super good time and like and take part yeah so there was a group that did it by bus last was it two years ago maybe oh yeah yeah, yeah. they showed up and it was like do we need bikes it was like kind not of? really but, but i yeah. guess not <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there's not a law like <laughs> it's your saturday mm. you know so uh but yeah you can't really win the prizes if mm-hmm. you're on the bus, I Sk- guess. Sky wasn't uh, yeah. like, here, have some Ahern's that we just happen to have sitting around. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. But now I guess you could um, all get, you know, Bike Town bikes and yeah, do it that yeah. way. You got a you handy basket right in front. Has Cranksgiving thought about, like, uh, partnering with Bike Town or, yeah, or getting like, on that board? Yeah, last year um, it was kind of the last minute and they said, hey, if you need, if anyone needs a Bike Town bike, mm-hmm. you know, we could, you know, get something together. This year... I'm kind of, you know, I have a full-time job. I do other things. And so I do as much as I can, you know what I mean? And mm. so that, I hadn't even thought of that. But tonight I'll go email that person <laughs> yeah. and we might have like some passes for, you know, bike down bikes. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's kind of a, like a win, win, totally. win. Totally. Like, absolutely. Yeah. There are like uh, dozens and, do- you know, especially in Portland, there's a million partnerships that I would love to see happen. But mm-hmm. 
it's hard to like get it all, you know, talk to all of the people and yeah, make it all yeah. happen. But yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good idea, and that did actually happen last year, just out of the blue. So. Nice. Yeah. What is uh, one of the most creative ways that you've seen a team solve some of the challenges for Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. So, I mean, I think the challenges themselves are pretty straightforward. Um, there's another event called Bike Scout, which mm-hmm. may might have some more like creativity. Super fun event, <laughs> and uh, but this is basically like if you're trying to do it fast, it's just a mad dash to the mm-hmm. stores and stuff. So I think, if, especially in the first couple of years, I heard a lot of great tales about people like running crazily through like Fred Meyer, <laughs> like looking for the right underwear to buy and stuff like that. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know if there's you know there's a, there's a, some strategy in picking the right place and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I thought you were going to ask me about like uh, ridiculous costumes. Yes, there's definitely. Let's been... also talk about yeah. that. Yes, also encouraged. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 especially Portland. That's a huge, uh, a huge appeal, appealing uh, part of it. Um, and we've had some excellent. Like one year it was uh, like a Thanksgiving dinner, like you know mashed potatoes. Yes. If you might remember, Megan had mashed potatoes, and I mm. think her dog was the pat of butter or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> she was mashed potatoes, and the dog was like pat of butter. Oh. And there was a giant like potato masher, and you know that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of good costumes over the years. Are they mostly sort of Thanksgiving themed, or or could you pull out your old Halloween mask and have a go at it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. all across the board. It probably should have a pun, like some kind of pun involved. Mm. That seems to be almost. You know, kind of a default setting for costumes, but pun for the course. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my, my favorite costume combination was there was this group that showed up. They were all like dressed as Frankenstein's monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they called themselves the Krankensteins. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But then Paula's another crew. team. They didn't. They weren't in costume at all. Um, came and signed up right after them, and it was like a family. Yeah. And one of the kids like. Their team was actually it's Frankenstein's monster. That was the name of the team. <laughs> right. like, kind of, <laughs> to put it on that other Ooh, team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like to see a little friendly American competition. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I I thought that was hilarious. This little kid was like, busting their balls. On. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> I like the family component too because there's a lot of opportunities for sort of like family theme costuming as well. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Maddie um. Carlson, calling you out, <laughs> you and your kids. Right on, yeah. How do you put together the lists? What um, Do you get sort of like a list of needs from Inside Out yeah, and yeah. sort of work towards that? Yeah, Outside In gives us, like, we check in with them and see what or, they sorry, need. Outside In, Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and uh, my kind of, like, quiet, shadowy partner, Ash37, uh, she puts together the route and the manifest and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she does a, that strategy part and that. And a ton more, actually. But, um, yeah, she's kind of like, you know, not in the limelight or whatever, yeah. not here tonight. But um, she puts that together, and it's always really well done. And then this year, actually, she shortened the the whole kind of event a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tighter, and people can, you know, especially if it's going to be cold and rainy, you know, people will be able to get out and get back and, um, you know, have fun at gotcha. Bellacult. Um, and before it, w- it was, it was kind of awesome and epic, but this year it's going to be a little tighter and like, you know, still epic, 
Still awesome. <laughs> a little less. Epically yeah. tighter. Still, still, yeah, still awesome. A little maybe less. Like, It'll be more of a epic. sprint than a uh, yeah. distance run right. this time around. A finely tuned event. A novella instead of a three-book trilogy. Just yeah. as exciting, uh-huh. though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just as exciting. Exactly. Twice as memorable. With guest hosts. With oh yeah, I guess yeah, <laughs> guest MCs. I Who's going to yes. be the MC? Yeah, these dudes. Yes, these dudes you're, right here. Your host that you're you. that you're hearing right now. That yeah. we will. I've always wanted to stand on the Velocult stage. Oh really? And MC. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been on it. Wow, it looks, it looks fun. It's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a drawbridge, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I've always been fascinated by the mechanics, <laughs> despite having never stood upon it. Right. <laughs> and we're bringing Brock back. Yes. I had to think like for a half a second. Bringing Brock back. That is a yeah. lot of alliteration right there. When Good was job. last year your first MC gig? Two years already? One year? Has it? I'm trying to think. Did we? <laughs> now so, I can't remember. I think it's been one, I, one, oh, year, okay. one year. So this will be our second. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm glad you're back. Oh, we and, love it. And yeah. it's going to be great and, to have Guthrie. Yeah. Guthrie now we get to initiate. Guthrie. Yeah. Glad to be there. So I'm actually very uh, thankful for the event because I typically work Saturdays. And so actually the (laughs) only reason that I haven't uh, been in years past is I was like, oh, yeah, I work that day. Yeah, right. Um, So this is a perfect You can't exactly like get a tour group for that event. It's true. Actually, well, I I suppose you could. Um, We should have like a, a... special like go compete at cranksgiving as like part of the tour and like right. donate the proceeds right. to um this is portland yeah actually well, yeah i could see some to the... some tourists really getting into that oh for sure well i mean yeah like altruism is good no matter where it's coming from uh, sure. so yeah that i'll i'll look into that i'm not sure if we can pull <laughs> something together no, not within within like a week but um yeah, definitely a good consideration. So I'm I'm very very excited to be uh, joining the event. Yeah, right on. Good good, good deal. Do you have um, any other tips or tricks for people who might be on the fence or or a, or yeah. a reason to get people out of those yeah. bike seats and onto those bike seats on Cranksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got tons of uh, prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us a little this bit. This year, let's see off the top of my head. Um, Double Darn has uh, donated uh, caps oh, yes. again, and they they have like a fifty dollar retail value. And um, so, if you get into the event, you, there's a hundred ways to win a prize, or like three, at least three ways to win. Um, Double Darn, uh, Kryptonite, my mm-hmm. favorite um, uh, Indian cart downtown, um, which I'm. Yeah, and <laughs> people's co-op is moving right along. Yeah, um, let's see. Has and people's co-op has um, has gotten some gift certificates. Um, individuals have donated some stuff. Um, if anybody's interested in donating, is it is it not too late? It's to probably not this? too late at all. Okay. Yeah, if you know oh, yeah. of uh, you know uh, businesses uh, that want a little promotion, or you yourself have some cool stuff. Maybe Aaron be has a something. guest on the Sprocket Podcast. Hey, that's, that's always, right. That's always a prize. <laughs> that yeah. is definitely a prize. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, <laughs> I have just so many little details in my head, and I'm not a super uh, detail oriented person, actually. <laughs> but I really wanted to do this, so I'm just giving it my best shot. Hey, yeah, it's good. No, it, and it's worked every time. Yeah, it's know? been working yeah. out pretty well. And I think it's just one once a year. You know, I kind of spend three months of my life, like, you know, worrying about. Stuff <laughs> 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 and it usually works out all right. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about Puddle Cycle. Mm. Um, you mentioned it yeah. just a little bit that you know you got you got a few rides uh, going on. You said it starts about Halloween. Yep, Halloween has started to be our kind of kickoff ride nowadays. Yeah, last couple of years, and it goes till um, pretty much the end of February. Right. So yeah, I kind of wanted a thing in the beginning to kind of get me through the winter, you know. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the highlighted rides for this year? Yeah, so I did the first I know year. Last year you guys did a uh, was it a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer yeah, yeah, yeah. anniversary ride? Yes, right? yeah. So I did the first year kind of by myself, and then Tom Howe um, joined, yeah. and uh, he's been doing a lot of the fungineering. He's kind of the chief <laughs> chief like uh, chief fungineer. Um, so, I've never like, heard that before. <laughs> I just, that's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, so that's what he is. And so he leads a lot. A lot of the rides now are like, you know, out of his brain. And um, the Rudolph was ride was definitely like a highlight. A lot of people like that sing along to Rudolph. He actually has a, a trailer with this, with a screen Right and, and uh, you know he can project and uh, it's got the loudspeakers and so on, so technically able to show a movie, you know. And so that ride, we went downtown and around a bit, and then stopped a bunch of times and watched like ten minutes of the movie at each stop. And so you didn't project it while you were riding. No. Okay. Yeah, because I mean that ride that would had be I don't know over fifty people, oh, so they it yeah. would be hard to like get a good sight line. But yeah, so um, yeah, we stopped. We were downtown at Director Park, and we had a lot of people going, you know, watching us watch the movie <laughs> and like asking <laughs> us what the heck we were doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good time. Nice. And this year, what is? Yeah, what are some of the highlights for this year? Let's see. So yeah, this year we did Halloween. We went up to Lewis and Clark and watched a play. Um, then last weekend was. Uh, Gems of the Spring Water, mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. we ended up. Uh, the Belmont Goats are now on like 82nd and something. We yep. ended up out there, way out there, 92nd, 92nd, 92nd yeah, 92nd in Harold. Uh, yeah, get out there and pet some goats because that is a really, you it's know, a good time. life affirming oh, yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty are fun. Th- hopefully, the goats aren't too lonely out there. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be fine. You know, I think they're. You pet them for a while, and then they just walk away from you. Like <laughs> we get this, we get this every day. <laughs> I think they're doing good. There's lots of like structures they put. In yeah, it is. Them, yeah, like, it's a goat go- go- paradise yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's a good good thing. Um, so yeah, we've got the rides kind of booked out now until New Year's Eve. There's going to be a first ride of the year that starts at midnight. There's like a first run of the year every year in Portland, oh, yeah. and so we're doing a first. We last year we did a first ride, and we're this year again. Oh, nice! nice. And um, yeah, I don't know for the second half. Um, we might bring back some of the goofier, like shorter rides. Um, we did one where we it was the Mount Baked Potato ride. So I baked a bunch of potatoes, <laughs> and the <laughs> participants brought toppings, and then oh, we nice. biked up to the top of a Mount Baked a Mount Tabor and kind of shared our. That's cool. Potato toppings. You could have given everyone a, a baked potato to like carry in their pockets to yeah. keep them warm. I had a big yeah paneer full of them and <laughs> you brought them up there. And then we added like doing as many push-ups as you could just to kind of top it off. Just, I don't know what. Burn off the Burn cards. off the, yeah. yeah, burn <laughs> off the toppings. <laughs> that starch adds up. Right on. Yeah, totally. Did you guys do, there was one year, 
someone i thought it was you guys did a um sort of like a, a planets ride where you oh, did a yeah, scaled yeah. version of the solar system throughout the city yeah of uh, that's a, a woman named alma did that and that was during petapalooza oh okay. yeah and that was a super fun ride and very informative but yeah you actually biked the scaled down distance from the sun to you know kind of out to each planet right oh nice super cool kind of to, and it, yeah down the down the uh willamette a bit awesome hey, do you have any rides for um puddle pedal or sorry puddle did i say it right Pedal Palooza, Pedal Puddle Cycle, Puddle Cycle. There you go. Yeah. I was mixing Pedal <laughs> Puddle Palooza. So many P's. So, do you have any rides that you have wanted to do, but for some reason have not yet achieved in terms of the the calendar for? Yeah, well, there's a couple of like a uh, couple of things we're kind of like. I was really excited to do the barbecue ride because I really like home co- homegrown smoker. So, biking out to St. John's is definitely going to happen. Um, that's on the calendar. Um, had this idea. You could maybe write in to 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 Gus and uh, to, and Aaron about um, a best restrooms ride. Okay, would there be <laughs> would there be any interest in that? Uh, sometimes I've I'm got out. a couple on my list. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think I, all of us can probably like immediately mind, right? think of of yeah. a place that's either pleasant or less pleasant than other restrooms. Notable, we've yeah, yeah, notable hmm. in one way or the other on the good side or the so the other I, side. I have to ask what what's your top pick for like. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I haven't surveyed all okay. of the restrooms uh, in Portland, but because um, some are like. But you gotta have one, right? Well, there are a few of them that are pretty cool. Like, there's that kind of, um, that kind of a uh, high high end concept where you're like in a restroom, but you're like looking at the dance floor at the same time. It's like a two way mirror or something. Have you been in that place? No, okay. I don't know I if I can even handle that. I, know. I apparently don't get out too many restrooms <laughs> in Portland. It's kind of unsettling. Um, and then, you know, like uh, a place like um, living room theater. Mm. Mm-hmm. You've been there, right? Yep. You've all been there. I have not. Oh, so that, yeah, go there. Cause it's kind of Use surprising. Yeah. Okay. It's mildly surprising. It doesn't like, it doesn't, make you squirm really too mm-hmm. much right no i would yeah. say so it's just kind of like well oh that's happening oh that's fine ish mm-hmm. yeah no, so. <laughs> down south of here in clackamas there is a winco food you know the discount mm-hmm. uh, grocery mm-hmm. store there's a winco food and it's run down like it's not a great you know well it's a winco so you know All it right. kind of gets run down or yeah. used it there's a lot of foot traffic going in there but those bathrooms, every time I've gone in there, have been immaculate. Hmm. <clears throat> wow! And this is this is the this is sort of the icing on the cake. Is the dryers are the best? Like, you know the, how like the Dyson blade mm-hmm. dryers yeah. are. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's <laughs> almost as efficient as the Dyson blade. It's just your standard dryer, but whatever engine that they have in there, it's like a jet engine. Yeah. Hmm. Like for it's, your hands, it's and the it world's heats fastest up. dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It heats up instantly <laughs> and is like blasting air so quickly. Like you're right. two seconds and you're done. Hmm. So wonderful. And I, I've heard someone remark about that Dyson blade that like you should never call anything a blade that you have to put your hands into. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. yeah, supposed to kind of unsettling, right? It's like Just put uh, your hands in a Dyson blade. Yeah, yeah. Right. I always have the issue where like 
my hands compete for like, oh, am I going to touch like my upper wrist or my lower wrist <laughs> on this thing that's theoretically <laughs> hand free because it's it like... starts and then you kind of get pushed in one or the other. <laughs> right. And, and, and my great fear is that equilibrium is not met and I'll end up getting, I'll have to wash my hands again because I've just touched this. Dice ah, yes. Right. yes. But that is a minor complaint <laughs> right. to say the least. It's like um, like Operation, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the exa- game Operation. Don't it is touch completely the sets. like Operation. Excellent. I it, like that analogy. They need to they need to hook a buzzer up to that now. So, so if you touch if you touch <laughs> the sound, <laughs> it's, it's like a lot of fingers. Yeah. There's an app for that. Uh, <laughs> so so does it boil down to cleanliness though? Because I feel that some of the most intriguing restrooms I've used are ones that have like a component of. Uh, like history or, or like character is a factor as well. Like you can go completely for the like, ah, oh, this was an Define enjoyable character. Uh, like not your <laughs> typical like bullshit bathroom graffiti like that. Oh, you can find okay. anywhere, but like, I don't know, like maybe uh, like pine. Well, so uh, 50 licks actually good example is the, the restroom at 50 licks on Southeast, I think 26th and Clinton. They took a bunch of very old, uh, time period paintings and replaced the notable objects with ice cream cones. Oh, and cool. so as you're yeah. looking at it at first, it's like some like very forgettable painting uh, that somebody just happened to put up on a restaurant for lack of anything else to put up there. And then you look at it further and you're like, Oh, somebody like actually took the time to paint in 50 licks flavored ice cream cones. <laughs> into yeah. All of these like classic Renaissance uh, scenes. Dogs playing. So, like, that, that, for example, yeah. like yeah. a restroom That's can, have, can yeah. have character in addition to like convenience, I guess is right. what I mean. Right on. Or like the, the framed um, newspaper is also a good thing. Like, Oh, well there's the sports section. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I have about 49 seconds to read it. <laughs> get the, get the headlines. Indeed. Well, if you have a favorite restroom in Portland, write us or, yeah, sure, write in. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. Or go to PuddleCycle.com and yeah. volunteer to organize a ride <laughs> to your favorite restroom or restrooms. Yeah, lay it on us. So, Tom McTie, thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah. Again, Cranksgiving is November 18th. That's right. Saturday at Velocult. Right on. At 1 p.m. Yes. That was that was the one part I was unsure of. Good work. Got it right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And puddle cycles happening all winter long here yeah. in Portland. We'll be so. there, yeah. Show up. Show up for a ride, volunteer to lead a ride. Make a memory. Lead a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, do you have time to stay with us this evening? Sure, sure. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So let's go to our calendar. I love, I love, I love, I love my don't don't ever use that. Speaking of things you can do. All year round, including the puddly winter, the second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. And also the second Friday of every month is the Indianapolis Bike Party. But if you can't make it to the Boston or the Indianapolis Bike Party, that's okay, because going on until November 19th, we have the 7th Annual Coffeeoneering Challenge. Yes! How many have you done so far? (laughs) So, I... (laughs) I've been talking about it for like three weeks now. Yeah. And um, it, it seemed like pretty straightforward, but upon looking at the rule set, you can only um, complete the coffeeneering challenge by visiting uh, a maximum of two locations per week. Right. And, and so, you guys were going to plan on yeah. doing all of them at one time. Oh, we, we totally knocked out four in a day just because like, fuck it, right? But right. Um, 
it uh, yes is one that is still going on. If you haven't started yet, you won't be able to complete it. But that is okay because supporting local small coffee shops is always a pretty okay thing to do. You know, and you could still. I mean, you wouldn't really be doing the coffineering challenge, I suppose. I still want to see someone hit like seven places in a in a day. Oh yeah, with like I mean, how did so that was on the we did it the morning of your birthday. How did right. we, how did we look circa five thirty for four cups? Oh, I, you I think we were right. doing okay. Yeah, yeah, you looked all right. Yeah, for sure. I, I if if you didn't tell me just now that you had had four cups of coffee, I wouldn't <laughs> have I wouldn't have guessed. Excellent. So so we'll have to hit seven and see yes. see how that's looking. Um, but yeah, no, like coffee nearing challenge, love it. Uh, love coffee, love challenges, and coffee nearing is an excellent mix of the two. It is on my calendar for next year to do it in the spirit <laughs> of the event. Right on. And uh, check out their website to read the rules before completing it halfway through. <laughs> wait, so you were like already doing it and then was like, wait, yep. let's yep. look at uh, yep. <laughs> That's awesome. We have rules, and that is okay. Uh, November 16th, Lumberjack Brock's band will be playing at the White Eagle here in Portland, along with uh, my friend's band, Cold War Radio. Mm-hmm. Do not confuse them with Cold War Kids. They will be very sad. Yes. They are excellent in their own right, everyone. <laughs> oh, hey, what's happening November 18th? I don't know, Aaron. It seems like Cranksgiving. With special guest MCs. Yours truly. Uh, December 1st, Pedal Shift turns 100, and we finally got a link to a Facebook event page there. Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even have a Facebook, so I'm glad that somebody put a link up to it. (laughs) (laughs) Pedal Shift turns 100. Join us at the Beer Mongers on December 1st. And on December 2nd, if you haven't had enough of us- where was that? Oh, the Beer Mongers at Southeast Division and 12th. Oh, okay. On Southeast Division and 12th, yes. Indeed. Uh, And if you can't make it on December 1st, you certainly- may also be able to make it december 2nd as we are um it's not headlining is it we're no no we are guests we are guests of uh the portland podcast festival yes um come see us do a a shortened version of our show which means all the shenanigans all the shenanigans compacted into 20 minutes oh god that's yeah. gonna be tough <laughs> we're gonna we might have to like you know figure this out a little maybe bit we'll get at time, least but... i think if we get over halfway through one shenanigan we'll be looking pretty good okay <laughs> <laughs> on december 15th through the 17th we have Bikecraft 2017 yes yeah and we'll have the organizers of Bikecraft in next week so you get to look forward to hearing from them that's jonathan yeah or no no. Okay. That he would be it, um, two of the people from Microcosm. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe and. Yep. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And others. And uh, others. And that was. Every day of the year. Which leads us to. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. Portland Bureau of Transportation just published a new crash map. Yes, we'll post a link to it. It's an interactive map that um, 
shows all of the areas, all the Portland areas oh God. Uh, crashes. That map is very full. It is quite full. Um, Yikes. The, there's a little uh, bar graph on the side here. Uh, I don't know if you can see that there, Tom. Yeah. Um, the gray are the number of injury crashes, and the yellow are the number of fatalities. It's not a list of bars. <laughs> no, that bar graph does not have okay. bars. <laughs> Although bars may have been associated with, oh, well, yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so um, it's a interesting map. You can see sort of where the uh, high yeah, crash wow. areas are. Oh, look at that. They happen to be mostly at intersections. Hmm. Mm. Is that a big, large dot by Powell Boulevard that I happen to see? You know, quite... Well, let's see. There's Division. Oh, Division. Wow, there's, Division There's and Powell. Look okay. at that. Oh, wow. There's 82nd. That means this must be 60th, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, a couple things. Data is just data. It's numbers. It's how you interpret it. I think that counts. And we can sit here and, and kind of wring our hands and go, woe is us. Or we can look at this and go, how can we do this better next year? Yeah, absolutely. In fact... Um very unfortunately, just today, Portland has reached 42 the uh, road fatalities, um, which is 42 more than zero, which is our ideal number, um, as the city has pledged its way towards towards Vision Zero. And only two less from last year. Yeah, well, I mean, um, the year's not over yet. And the year's, yes, yeah. the, we still got a, a month and a half to go. So um, be kind to your fellow road users. Please. Do the best you can. And uh, look out for each other out there. We're all, we're all in this together. All right. Next up, from the Oregonian, speaking of road using, um, from road using to a transit, a $1.7 billion transportation bond measure won't make the 2018 ballot. Hmm. Um, do you know what this is talking about here? This is not the TriMet. Uh, this is it the is okay. Then I do, I do know a little yeah. bit then. Okay. So the biggest single chunk of money raised... Uh, $740 million would provide part of the funding for the Southwest Corridor Light Rail Project, which would connect downtown Portland with Tigard and Bridgeport Village in Tualatin. Those are suburbs, I guess. You can call them suburbs, right? Or I think so. Okay. Um, the remaining $950 million would be distributed to Washington, Multnomah, and Clackamas counties, as well as the city of Portland for congestion relief and safety projects identified by those jurisdictions. That was the main contention. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, also, it seemed like a lot of the money was going to be used for light rail, a light rail project in the southwest. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the transit wonks um, have been kind of poo-pooing uh, light rail. And I, I don't know where I sit hmm. on this side of the fence. Hmm. Um but I can see there are points where, like, light rail can be sold because it's nice and sexy, mm -hmm. but it doesn't increase accessibility mm. as much as they try to sell it to. Yeah. And I'm sure we um, – I do apologize. I've forgotten the name of our listener who's very good at uh, sending us factoids <laughs> after we announce – Chris Smith. Yes. Thank you. Chris Smith. Um, please feel free to chime in. Or feel obligated to, depending on your your stance on this. <laughs> right. Um, but but with that, yeah, it's a it, it is an interesting project, and I'm I'm not sure too because I feel like it's a bit um, political as well. Quite. 
Um, this also I guess stating comes, it lightly. Yeah, oh, is it, is it. <laughs> this also comes sort of on the heels of a, uh, a proposed project uh, along the I five corridor, mm-hmm. uh, the that, Capitol that, Highway project, or no, okay. uh, the I five corridor down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what is that? The Rose Quarter. Yep. Um, and uh, the widening, the proposed yes, widening, the proposed widening yeah. of I five in that and. And they've used the word congestion relief, and that's sort of the big trigger word for mm-hmm. for a lot of people because the Ted Wheeler kerfuffle, right? Yeah, because congestion relief, like, well, what does that mean? If it means widening roads, it's actually not going to relieve any real congestion, mm-hmm. right? According to, to most of the stats, uh, short term. But it's a perhaps. great it's a great way to sell that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, when you when you talk about a a majority user pool of a certain mode of transportation, it makes it very easy, very <laughs> yeah. easy to sell relief in that regard. Yes. A uh, friend of mine, so that that sort of brings up like induced demand, yep. right, is, yep. is sort of the key phrase for that. You know, the more, the more um, uh, if you, lanes if that you, you build, build. it, more will yes. come. Yeah. Which also means maybe if you build better bike lanes, more people would be biking. Yeah, <laughs> induced demand for maybe some other form of transportation. I I like how there's kind of like two directions to approach it. One is you can make something more difficult to do, or you can make it more easy to do. Yes, and uh, I, I I I think there's a lot of things at both ends of that spectrum happening in Portland. Uh, but yeah, I, I, adding more vehicle lanes might not be the best way to uh, to induce a certain type of demand, which yes. which we would hope to see as part of getting towards that vision zero. Um, also from the Oregonian, I'm picking on them today. Uh, Tim Boyle <laughs> guest guest uh, does a opinion piece here for the Oregonian, and they published it so kindly for Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle is the CEO of Columbia, um, the clothing line. He says Portland leaders must address safety issues downtown. I will agree with that statement on principle. Maybe not on practice. Hmm. Uh, And he says, I love Portland, but as the chief executive officer of a company based here, I'm concerned I may have made a mistake when we recently located one of our brand headquarters downtown. Our employees have had so many car break-ins downtown that we have started referring to parking in Portland as our laptop donation program. Last night, it happened again to one of our newest transplants to Oregon, a European who recently moved his family to Oregon. As he hosted one of our biggest customers downtown, his windows were smashed and his laptop and travel papers were stolen. Mm. That seems pretty extreme. That sucks. That really sucks. Um, It's so hard not to, like as somebody who's lived in Portland for a while now, like, yeah, it, like the, obviously the temptation is there, and I'm not going to say steal, I, to steal a laptop. Uh, no, not to steal a laptop, but to say. <laughs> I like, mean, if I saw a laptop, yeah. I might be tempted. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, do I don't, it, I don't, but I might I don't, be tempted. I don't <laughs> want to victim blame. I really like. I'm, 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 I'm avoiding that because I don't think that's what's. I don't. But here's the thing. I don't mind in this in this context of victim blame, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I think there's a certain mindset that that goes with leaving a laptop in a car, and maybe I'm I'm projecting a little bit too much here. Mm. 
and I, you know, you want to put me on blast, you want to call me out for this, please go ahead. I can take it. But who leaves a laptop in a car? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's basic <laughs> stuff. Like, who leaves anything in a car that has of any value? I learned this shit in, like, Blissfield freaking 3,000 person strong michigan mm. out in the boonies like, this is the I don't name even, of the town is Blissfield? that i grew up in. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh i don't even leave my favorite hat in a car mm-hmm. because someone might <laughs> steal it you I, know we we almost don't even leave our insurance papers in our car which by the way are required which, to be in yeah. our car <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's uh well like so i i would propose that like there there's this spectrum between like idealism in like how it should work and also like realism and like oftentimes you hit that realist point like when shit happens but i like i don't uh, like yeah it's fucking downtown portland like it's it's a big city like that is something that if not like should be blamed upon that person should at least be a consideration in anybody's planning process like, hey, welcome to Portland. This isn't like yeah. the small city, but I think you do need to secure your stuff. Yeah, that's. I think you have a good point because you're you were kind of started to, you know, compare Portland to any other city of its size in America. You're going to have the same problem with your laptop, right? If you mm-hmm. leave it on I the front seat of a so. car, it's not just downtown Portland, which is what he's kind of trying to. You, you know, that's yeah. Well, in. And I don't know where, where Tim Boyle's coming from, but if you are living in Portland and you're feeling so secure that you can leave your laptop in your car, honestly, I don't think you're really living in Portland. You're living mm. in, in a, a a bubble within a bubble. Because hmm. Portland's already a bubble. You're, you're living I mean, in a we particular are... <laughs> segment of life. And, yeah, you I know, can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Tim, you know... I, I really I think you got it wrong in this in this case. Well, and I just don't like how he's using it as a pivot point or a cleaver to like try to hammer uh, some s- sentiment or, or like almost sounds like a soft threat of like, hey, you know, if our shit keeps getting like, like I could see that we're gonna leave. Of, yeah, like come on, Ted. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want to keep us here? <laughs> hey, give us some great tax breaks. Yeah, you know, or you something. know, I oh, gosh. and and. Uh, no, I, no I, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're off base. And honestly, I don't think you're off base with that. And you know, I'm getting a little riled up here. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. I love it. But when when CEOs complain, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, you're right, man. That must suck. It's difficult you know? to feel sympathy for to empathize with, like, yeah, or like, yeah, empathy for sure. Yeah, for someone what? who has more power th- than you. What's, yeah. what's we wear your take, We Tom? wear different shoes. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to walk yeah. a mile yeah, in yeah, your shoes. Sorry, I keep yeah. walking over you. No, 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 I was talking about, you know, the, the common plebeian and Tim Boyle probably, you know, maybe are, have different lifestyles. Hmm. But um, Really? And the thing, that, <laughs> the thing that struck me is that it sounds like there's a laptop being stolen out of a car like every five every minutes. Day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I don't know how many people are working downtown, but. I'm gonna take a picture. By the logo. way, <laughs> by the way, I, I wear a lot of Columbia stuff. <laughs> nice. Um, hey, you're a shareholder. You you stick it to the oil. There. <laughs> I'm a complex human being. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, hmm. I don't know if there's like hundred thousand employees downtown and they lost three laptops. You know that makes. Oh, maybe, that was it. Maybe, no, I'm just oh, okay. wildly guessing. You know, right. Okay. Well. Okay. But For if, instance, but if there's a yeah. hundred employees and they've lost three laptops, mm-hmm. you know, like. That's that's kind of hard to even get my head around. Yeah, Maybe. that's a win. 
That's a total win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean like, okay, so if the car was secure, like if the car was like in a garage or something. I don't even think so, though, because like you but, see bikes stolen out of quote unquote secure bike parking point. garages all the fucking time. Good friend Aaron Parecki mm. had his bike stolen. Yeah. Well, had two bikes stolen. It wasn't, both were his bikes, but it wasn't the same bike each it, time. It's almost out of secure parking like out it's of his quote unquote yeah. like it's in a secure thing and it's also locked or it's I, yeah. not yeah and so they got in or, or secured and maybe not locked yeah i'm right, not sure right, the circumstances right. but i i just think like i don't know for me that loss of childhood innocence was quite literally moving to salem leaving my bike outside in front of the garage and not having that bike the next morning like uh, i feel like i learned that lesson in a very difficult way many 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 right. years ago yeah um and I I've, I'm like the annoying person in the like. For example, Tom had his bike locked outside <laughs> of the studio, and oh, I was yeah. like, "Tom, bring that bike in. Right. Like, let's let's get it secured in here." It was yeah. locked to itself, but just like, I hate it when people get their shit stolen, yeah, and so right, like, right. I'm that, I I'm like that 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 proponent in the room that's like, "Let's do everything we right. can to make sure that this doesn't have an opportunity to happen." So there is a part of me, and and it, feel free to like pass on this question. Okay. Uh, but I included this because we had kind of touched on this before uh, in, in a private conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work downtown. You don't just work downtown. You work in uh, a sort of notorious An area part known of, for things yeah, getting broken yeah. and, and, and that that reputation is or is not deserved, whether it is or is not, is, is I don't think, the point. The, mm-hmm. I guess as somebody who does live or not live who does work downtown mm-hmm. like do you do you find like how do you connect with that uh with that article with, with tim's with Tim? uh, sentiment um, here i mean like because i think you see more more than your fair share of, oh yeah not necessarily crime i mean you probably no do i see mean like yeah your, I, your fair share of crime as well it, but. i mean like it, it happens um the district in like old town chinatown is is known for this um i think some people are more cynical than is needed regarding the theft and and sort of rate of occurrence downtown. I also don't think that that's an unfounded uh, sentiment by any means. Um, I would say that there's it exists on a spectrum where, for example, if somebody comes in with a bicycle and they're asking about security measures, like I can sell you the best lock in the market, but the bottom line is if somebody wants to take your shit, they're going to take it. And so what if I if they're highly motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's if there's a motivating factor, even if there's not, like I've seen I've seen windows broken into for change. I've seen windows like somebody broke into a car um a few months ago to grab some like old CDs that were happening like like were on the on the like it, it doesn't take much. Sometimes if it you're doesn't desperate take enough, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's like again, like from my perspective, like I couldn't conceive of that, but I if I was under, like if I thought I could like get some money out of that or something like that, like I could definitely see that happening. In fact, I I have seen it. Um, I think that it's in in context at times over exaggerated, but I think it's a good thing to be conscious of. I think it's a good thing to weigh as a factor in decision making when dealing with any city, or in this case, you know, Old Town Chinatown. It's not, you won't get it right all the time. Like I've had three bikes stolen and, and and what I try to tell people is don't fall in love with your bike. You'll do it anyway, but like fall, <laughs> fall in love with the sensation, fall in love with what you get with out riding. of riding it. Yeah. Um, because there's no other way to keep doing it if, if, if you get too attached to the physical realm. 
and fall a, in love with your city. You know, that's always a, a good thing. Invest more in in your actual city in some way. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> that's that's like an even better like like you you expanded that a little bit more like fall in love with the sensation of riding that keeps you riding regardless of whether or not your bike gets stolen fall in love with your city and the things that you like about your city yeah. so that you know you continue to love your city or you continue to be in your city regardless of like the quote unquote like yeah um, like don't move out of the neighborhood or, or, if maybe you get <clears throat> i don't know a laptop stolen mm-hmm. like invest in the neighborhood <laughs> don't, don't write yeah. the editorial no, to the Oregonian. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and, and just and, hypothetically I'm, I'm not trying to point fingers right at, and and sort of here's where i come on my my sort of socialist bend <laughs> is um you know yes we we could do a lot better to promote safety but more security isn't going to promote safety mm-hmm. as much as it's just going to repress, right? You know, crime yeah. or yeah. or or it's move it elsewhere. It else. yeah. yeah, or move yeah. it elsewhere, which is generally the case. You know, do something about about yeah the if, the root causes. Mm-hmm. You know, what causes someone to be so desperate that they are completely dehumanized to whoever owns that car to smash in the window to steal these CDs that they might get $5 off of, yeah. you know, but that's, that's the desperation. Yeah. And that, that they would have need, to be really good CDs. F- yeah. I don't know what to get $5. <laughs> Cause who buys CDs? Yeah. Right. But anyways, like mm-hmm. that's, that's the amount of desperation though. That, yeah. That yeah. A right. And, you, has and you have to, you have to get into the human component of it. And it's difficult to do so. You can't especially legislate when it, that, especially you know, when it happens easily. to you. You know. You know. Uh, yeah, and it's it's not it's not sexy politics, but mm-hmm. I think it's necessary. It, you know, you got to look at the root causes. You got to look at what makes someone so desperate to do something like this. Yeah. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's good to keep in mind. Yeah. And it's good to find where you're comfortable working within that and, and just yeah try to make i change, mean I guess. you know we i got we got like very esoteric here. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes the hard-hitting journalism you're that the sprocket mm-hmm. podcast is known for deep thoughts so speaking of hard-hitting journalism our last piece here comes from bikeportland.org and one of these days i'm going to get jonathan mouse back on the show uh specifically to kind of talk about his experience um at the at this talk <laughs> but uh, this was a great article. Um, Tamika Butler was in town mm-hmm. talking about, um, well, uh, I'll just say, this is the title of, of Portland's uh, article here. Tamika Butler, Racism and the Segregation of Public Space. Through a tapestry of personal stories, this former civil rights lawyer and director of the L.A. Bike Coalition created a raw and extremely relevant picture of what it's like to be a young black gay woman in America. And she did it in front of a room full of people who desperately needed to hear it. That was here in Portland, for the record. On the surface, most of Butler's talk had nothing to do with transportation, but underneath, it had everything to do with transportation. The title was Urban Segregation and the Intersections of Race and Place. And Tom, you said you happened to be at the uh, sort of after gathering. Oh, yeah. Um, some of the bike lad people were at the cheerful tortoise and okay. so I just joined them. I had like three things to do and, uh, that, that event was so Oh, out. I bet the bike lad so, yeah. people would be over there. Of course they would. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So yeah, 
that's the only part of it I caught. Did you you guys hear more about like what was actually discussed? No, I well, other than just sort of the the intersections of of, of race and space and uh, mm-hmm. how you know while on the surface you know uh, housing laws and segregation laws you know are you know there isn't quote unquote segregation anymore but yeah with is. with the yeah <laughs> with the 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 way districts are written with the way yeah. zonings are written it becomes well you know we're not segregating you to live there but we're also only making you know it affordable to live yeah. in certain mm-hmm. places and we're only allowing and it yeah. goes way way back to like well to the beginning of of Oregon you yeah know? yeah um, Absolutely, and this is this is something that uh, I think is a conversation where is beginning to be talked about a little bit or a lot more um, in in biking circles. But I think it needs to be talked about even more in biking circles. Hmm. Uh, Portland being you know one of the whitest cities in America, uh, the bike uh, um, sort of culture here is very open, but still. I think is also very yeah, white. It's male white dominant. And, yeah. Yeah. And, no doubt about that. And, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily by design and I wouldn't say that it's, um, out of maliciousness, but when you live in a bubble, kind of let's, let's go back to the Columbia, the Columbia CEO, when you live mm-hmm. in a bubble within a bubble, within a bubble, you know, it's hard to see where you're, making these missteps. Um, and that's something that actually Jonathan had tweeted about was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's the being here had, had opened my eyes to, to a few missteps I've, I've had mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. years, uh, blogging about, mm. about Portland bike culture. Anyways. Interesting. So that said, um, I think, uh, Tamika had some really good points. This is a great article. You should all go read it. Even if you don't live in Portland, I think there's something that you can take, from that and uh and i i personally would love to like hear more from people of color uh writing into the sprocket or even you know being guests on the sprocket um yes, you know please, talking talking specifically out. yeah reach yeah. out to us please talking specifically about you know race and bikes and race in portland mm-hmm. and race in portland bike culture yeah. indeed <clears throat> and we don't have mail today. No mail. <laughs> we have no oh, mail. Shoot. Yeah. So uh nothing nothing to interact with with our with our fans other than I did get a lot of people wishing me happy birthday over the social medias and Hey Aaron. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, you. Aaron. Thank you guys. And I just want to say like thank you all to to uh listeners who've who've chimed in um in the via the social medias. Thank you all very much. It was it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And this has been a good time. So thank you once again to Tom McTai. Yes, yeah, it's great to be here. Once again, puddlecycle.com. Puddlecycle.com. Have fun this winter. Get out and do something. It's a good it's a great season to fall in love, for instance. People don't know that about winter, but you know, springtime isn't the only time. A lot of November birthdays out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> do the math, but um yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Embrace winter. That's I would that's the last right thing up. I want to leave you with.
Embrace volume. The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Hurtbird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weitz, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Zoe Campagna, Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cooley, Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Patrick Archain, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Arterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon. <laughs> John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh Zissen, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's Hello. right here. Aaron Greer, excuse me, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David. Kathleen at Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Florney, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belias. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, Paul Colbertson. If, if that's, that's your, your real name. name. Brad, Brad Hipwell. Tom Skato. Keith Hutchinson. Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson. Ryan Tam. Derek Wagner. Jason Offenberg. Microcosm Publishing. Who we'll see next week. Yay. David Moore. Dennis O'Brien. And Todd Grosbeck. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Sean Baird. Gregory. Or excuse me. Simon and Gregory Braitwith. And Ryan Morrow and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. And go to bed. Yeah, I was looking at the can, and this is 8.5%. Oh! All right, we have kombucha. All right. Okay. Kombucha, huh? Oh yeah, I'm I'm never gonna quit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. It's does it really does it really have any real amount of alcohol in it? Like. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think you could drink enough kombucha fast enough for your for your body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but like poppy seed, I wonder if this would show up in a urine screen. Interesting. Hmm. Like screening for hippies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder because you get. Well, you get randomly tested at work. Like, it could be. Right. Right. Stop on the way back. Like, grab a kombucha. See see what happens. Uh, and then I lose my license. <laughs> right. Exactly. Ha! Jokes on you and me.